This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Donovan Bailey running things on the airwaves for another week. We appreciate you being a part of the program. You can always be a part of it, right? You know, like, share, follow, subscribe. We like when you do all those good things and make our show that much better. Jason Portwando alongside the semi-vacationing Donovan Bailey looking like, uh, oh, look at that smile. How, how you living? Wagwan. I'm doing good, man. It's a little hot, so I apologize. <laughs> Sitting outside and we're trying to get... Um, you know, we're trying to get this Wi-Fi thing to work. That's okay. Uh, but I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? We can fill in the gaps. I- I'm doing all right. I- I'm not uh, looking as handsome as you are, but that's never been the case. So all things are normal. But uh, yeah, don't worry. This is a live podcast, right? So whatever happens, happens. We just roll with it and just uh, uh, keep on grinding. Are you back in the house next week? I am back in the house. I'm back in the studio. Um, so whatever issues we have right now, it'll be solved. All right. All right. This is going to be fun. This All is... next week from each other. Yeah. I'm uh, right. getting it done. All right. <clears throat> Perfect. Well, I-, I know you're on the, uh, you know, the sunnier side of things, but, uh, you know, around these parts, municipal election taking place and a bunch of people like Tory and Bonnie and names like Patrick all re-upping in their respective uh, cities. But we want to speak of things on a higher level because Rishi Sunak is making a huge splash in the UK, becoming the first person of color to be Britain's prime minister. And I know it kind of feels like they have one every year. I think he's (laughs) like the fifth over the last six years. But yeah, obviously this is monumental. And this is our headline story of the week. Yeah, you know what? um, You know, well, 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 one, yes, I'm following all the local politicking news happening in Toronto. Uh, but yeah, um, you know the the what's happening in the UK is absolutely monumental. It reminds me of a little bit like Barack Obama. Okay. You know, I mean, ultimately, um, it, it might even be bigger because uh, because um, you know, hey, England was the greatest country at one point, uh, rummaging through the world and colonizing and doing all that stuff. And I think they happened to go to India, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so so I think it's 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 really good right now to see a person of color 
running uh, one of the biggest economies in the world, one a person of color that uh, that uh, you know billions of people can aspire to be like. And, and for me, as you know, Jason, for me, I'm always playing it forward. So um, you know, it, it's 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 good to see. I mean, I think it's I think it's really exceptional. But but from a political side, uh, you know, I thought that he was going to actually get this post a while back. Uh, and the last prime minister that lasted a couple of weeks, um, it was just two of them that was running for that position. And uh, I think she kind of kicked him out of the way or, or you know, or, or as they say, to make a kick with him foot. So um, at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> it's uh, this is expected. Right. Uh, I think he'd do a good job. And sound, sounds like he's got a, uh, an incredible team behind him. Uh, the other thing is what I liked about this is he's a very qualified prime minister who happens to be brown. And that's and you and I have that discussion all the time. I think that, that was the same that I thought of Barack Obama. I might not even have seen his, um, you know, what his political uh, affiliation was. But the fact is that there was someone there that looked like him, that, you know, uh, little like people around the world can aspire to be as powerful as that person is. Yes. And we should qualify the situation by saying yes he is of indian descent so we're making you know history here he was born in england but his parents both of indian descent and uh you know you you take a look at his resume and and that's the more important thing as you discussed you know this is a guy who is qualified for the job how long will he keep the job well that's another story but uh you know recently had his first day in office gave his first speech and you know, it was a positive um, effect on the community. A lot of, you know, grave glories, um, glorifying reviews, I should say. And, you know, I, I just think, you know, hey, it's 2022, right? I mean, right. It, it's a first, but a lot of people will say, why not? It's time. It's about time. Well, you know, you know what's funny? Again, let's talk about the fact that he's qualified. Let's talk about oh, yeah. he, that he's someone. He was the money man. Politics. Let's talk about Yep. Let's talk about the fact that he's one of the smartest politician that's bribing the UK. So I'm saying that um, he is extremely qualified. You and I have this discussion all the time. I don't ever want people of color or women or gender or whatever. I don't want them to fill posts for anyone. There are so many qualified people. <clears throat> you just want the right person <clears throat> to have the job. 100%. And so he's definitely he's definitely qualified. And, and, and for me, it's definitely a thumbs up from this side. Yeah. And um, now there's been a lot of turnover, as talked about. I think it's, the, as I said, the fifth prime minister in the last six years for England, the UK. So, yeah, there, there's a lot going on. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, as we often say, getting there is sometimes not the hard part. Staying there is the hard part. So we'll see if he actually remains in that position. But, you know, this is a start, obviously. I think it's, you know what, I think that it's, I think he knows what to expect because he was the money man, right? Right. He knows what the absolute expectations are. The last prime minister that lasts a couple of weeks uh, probably did not and probably didn't get a whole lot of support based on campaign, based on whatever it is that happened. So uh, I think all that being said, he will, well, I mean, I guess he's got my vote to survive. <laughs> you know, he definitely has support within the party. And, and again, I'm just, I'm not a, a political analyst. I'm just really giving my opinion based solely upon what I read a lot and 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 what I hear. Right. 
So his predecessor, Liz Truss, you know, had her issues, obviously. And, you know, this is the second PM in months. So words like that are very rarely uttered. So it's a long road ahead of him, but at least he's got a chance to, you know, be in that position. And, and the fact that we're talking about a man of color arriving at right. 10 Downing Street in London, you know, words that many of us thought would never be uttered during our lifetime. But uh, right now he is the United Kingdom's PM designate and uh yeah this this was big news i remember when you mentioned it to me i was like wow yeah we totally got to right. roll with this yeah yeah for sure i mean i thought that um you know hey we're always no matter what happens we're always going to discuss the world of sports uh but this is a significant uh cultural shift this is significant for for all people uh, you know this is a chance for um for everyone you know to understand that uh, again, extremely qualified people are all over the place. And, uh, you know, um, for for young people, playing it forward for young people to aspire to the to the highest office, uh, to the highest honors, uh, to the highest awards, like whatever it is, uh, you know. So, again, congratulations. I think it's awesome. Closer to home, we spoke of the municipal elections uh, taking place. John Tory back in office in Toronto. Bonnie Crombie, same thing in Mississauga. Patrick Brown, the same thing as well. In Brampton, just to name a few, but the biggest surprise didn't have to do with anybody who won or lost DB. They're talking about record numbers in terms of people not voting. Are you surprised with this? Well, I mean, you know what? Um, uh, never, no, I'm never ever, I'm never ever surprised with people not voting. Uh, there are times that people don't like their choices. Right. Uh, you know, and, um, you know, sometimes I've played that role. I just don't like um, whoever is representing me. So I just don't put a vote in. I mean, that's that's probably not smart to do uh, because I think that it's very important. You can't really complain. Exactly. If you don't just going to say that you, if you don't get the person you want, you cannot complain. So I never, I never really complain, especially about politics in Canada, because politics in Canada for me, I mean, I know well. I have a lot of friends, you know, on the federal and municipal and 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 um, and provincial level. Um, but but the life life really doesn't adjust um, terribly between uh, parties in leadership, and so my life doesn't really change a whole lot. Um, but yeah, you know what? Uh, congratulations for them also. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, you know, I, I encourage people to vote. Uh, but yes, I'm not surprised that a whole lot of people, I'm not surprised a whole lot of people are not getting out to the polls and voting. Right. It's their choice. So that's fine. Right. But like you said, right. if you don't agree with the outcome, you can't right. say anything because you can't had complain. your chance. Right. Exactly. You can't complain. So that's the way we start this episode of Donovan Bailey running things. Jason Portwondo alongside Donovan, who is just uh, chilling Bailey style in Jamaica back with us live in the flesh coming up next week, but enjoying his time away right now. And obviously we've got to talk athletics. You know, we we've touched on, uh, you know, the ladies situation recently in terms of their athletes uh, of the year, in terms of the guys, there are a bunch of names that are up, you know, in terms of being the king, if you will, on the other side of the equation. Um, Kenyan marathoner comes to mind, uh, Kip Serum. Mm-hmm. You know, Marius right. Kip Serum, and, you know, he's one that's done some great things, but all of a sudden now looks a little bit tainted when uh, recently handed a three-year ban from athletics following a doping violation involving EPO, and that was uh, 
uh, obviously something that's going to, you know, kind of dampen the spirits of the Kenyans and the 34-year-old. Well, you're a man that knows all the, the things about running. I'm the sprinter. Um, so I definitely know that you follow the marathoners and, and, and you know how, how exceptional these human beings are. Oh, unbelievable. You know, my, yeah, but you see, Jason, my problem is, as always, is, is, is people that dope intentionally. I, 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 again, I can always, I mean, and, I, and obviously I don't know if this is intentional or not, but right. uh, if, if they're, if they're uh, but EPO, sound, EPO sounds like you can't eat that in meat. Or, or it's not someone put it in your drink, right? Um, you know, right? So, I, I, I have a, I have a huge problem with with dopers. I always have. Um, you know, I've answered questions for you know, even to this day. Uh, you know, someone will ask me these questions about why people do this, and uh, you know, it's I, my answer is still a sense of insecurity. Uh, you know, they think that someone else is doing it, so they they can do it too. Uh, you know, I've proven my whole life that you can get up, train hard, uh, surround yourself with the right people, greatest support system, uh, be mentally, uh, physically, and psychologically psychologically be, pre- be prepared for every single thing that you, every event that you're doing, and you can make it to the top and become the greatest in your event. So I don't, I have no no sympathy for, for someone who intentionally dopes, and that's always that's always been my stance, and that will never change. Uh, as long as I'm alive. Right. Okay. So the Athletics Integrity Unit, mm-hmm. they spoke with Kip Serum, and mm-hmm. twice he denied doping, and then he finally mm-hmm. admitted to it on October the 11th. So what uh, was potentially a four-year ban has been reduced to three following his admission. But you're right. It's one thing to be, you know, mistakenly taking something that contained an illegal substance you weren't sure of, you didn't know of, but right. it's completely mm-hmm. different when you know what you're doing. Well, you know what? Funny enough, I thank you for that information. I did not know that he admitted it. Yes. Now I now I have now I have had a little bit respect, a little bit more, or a tad more respect for him. At the fact is that he didn't he didn't try to make excuses and try and figure some excuse out or you know get into some legal battle. He just said, "Hey, man, listen, I did it." You know. So so I mean again. Wrong for doing it, but but certainly um, uh, much appreciated that he's accepted responsibility. And he's not the first, obviously. I mean, this has oh, been going God, on no. for a long time. But when it comes to Kenyans recently, it seems that there's been a lot of those names in the press making all the wrong headlines. But, uh, yeah, as long as sports is around, people are always going to look for that edge. And you're always going to have people trying to you know get as close to that line as they can without crossing it once they do many are going to get caught you know what it's not just you know it's it's i think that a lot of people got to understand it's it's socioeconomic um background it's right. it's uh it's it's money mm-hmm. it's money it's a lot of this is mo- like it's money it's not just medals because medals bring you uh, millions tens of millions of dollars so it's it's actually money so uh you know as you just said jason I'll ju- i'm just adding to that Right. When there is spotlight and when there is a possibility for you to earn a lot of money, maybe get yourself out of a situation, um, a generational situation and set you up into a, a generational wealth situation. Uh, then, of course, there's going to be people attempting to, you know, to, you know, to not put the work in and to take shortcuts. Unfortunately, that's what that's what happens when it takes shortcuts. 
you know, you know, you've got water, and and you've got and you've got several um, associations at least looking, and you know, in 2022, I, I would expect that uh, you know these athletes should be smarter than this, uh, knowing that you know there's several tests that can find that can find you, and uh, when they find you and and you're guilty, um, yeah, you deserve to be punished. Yeah. On a more positive note, uh, Kipchoge. Also, Kenyan, you know, up for male athlete of the year. He did make the long list, so some positive news there, which is right. um, which is great to see. But, I mean, you know, I mean, the, there's the Russian hurdler who, you know, uh, might be looking at some peril of her own, and, and that could have uh, an effect on some other athletes because we should keep in mind, you know, once somebody loses a medal of any color, it's going to have somebody right. else promoted to the podium. Well, you know, and, and and there's 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 I mean, I, I so I have two points to that. Okay. One, I love the fact that, you know, the IOC or 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 the governing bodies, anyways, are trying to adjust and uh, correct all of the the atrocities of some athlete losing their moment in the sun. Uh, you know, I think it's crazy. I mean, I, and and here's the thing. It only happens. It only happens once. <clears throat> you can never get it back. Uh, you you do get your medals and all of that. But I but I also feel that you know though, for those athletes, for, for instance, if an athlete was a silver medalist or a bronze medalist, uh, you know, uh, at the last games and the gold medalist tested positive, and obviously everyone gets moved up. Uh, how many? How how bad is the financial situation uh, that that athlete lost? I mean, there's a huge difference between between silver and gold, and so you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think that you know, there should be some more penalties. Um, I don't know who would be the person responsible for paying. Uh, maybe, maybe the IOC. Actually, you know what? Maybe it would be that country's federation. Okay, that's probably what it would be that country's federation. So, for instance, uh, if Demas uh, Demas was second in 2012. Uh, in the four, in women's four hurdles. Now, if she lost ten million dollars, hey man, um, Russia owes her. You know what I mean? Like you know, That's uh, Interesting Spence, take. You know, again, you know what I mean. I, yeah. I think that there has not only do you have a me- medal ceremony, but there should be like an automatic amount of money or something that goes to that athlete. Okay. Well, you mentioned Khalees Spencer of Jamaica, and as a result of uh, the Russian Natalia has talked about getting stripped from 2012. You know, Spencer moves from fourth to third, so she now gets right. a spot on the podium. You spoke of Demas now moving to the top, but yeah, so the trickle down effect. I mean, it took a while, but at least it's you know they're getting the the right story, they're getting the right result. Because some will say, well, this was 10 years ago. It was, but I don't care right. when it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't. You know that that's part of what that's that's part of what this is. I, I don't care when it is, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, I guess wrong is wrong. And, and you know, this, uh, this is basically a criminal thing. You know, you're, you're stealing and frauding, defrauding, the, you're defrauding your audience and the public and your competitors, and then you're stealing. You know, so at the end of the day, you, you, you're responsible for these things. You should be responsible. So, yes, uh, Khalees, I mean, great on her. Uh, one of the most consistent 400-meter women's hurdlers that never actually landed on the podium. Uh, this would be great for her. This would be great for her uh, to get that medal. But not only that, I think Khalees deserves some money. 
Yeah. Jeez. That's yeah, it. Uh, well, you know what? You are the running. You are the running man. You are running things. So no, sprinting yeah. man. But that's all right. You're running. Doesn't runner. matter. No, you know what you I mean. jog. <laughs> <laughs> I jog. That's right. I'm all about you know just trying to marathon it. You're the quick sprinter, so I'll leave that to you. But yeah, so I mean, it's it's worth noting. And we'll continue to monitor these situations. And maybe you're right. Maybe this is something they do eventually. But for now, I mean, um, it's it's a feel-good moment for Spencer Demas moving up. But, uh, yeah, obviously for the Russian hurdler, it's a bit of a different story. Time to move on. Let's talk some baseball. Because you have waited and waited and waited and waited and waited before giving me your World Series pick. We're now down to two, Mr. Bailey. Representing the National League, we have the wildcard Philadelphia Phillies. I think it's their first World Series since 2009, I want to mm-hmm. say. Meanwhile, Houston, it seems like they're there every damn year. So it's no surprise that they're back once again. And you know what? The haters have called them cheaters. But, I mean, if you get there again, I don't know. I'm starting to think that, you know, they deserve uh, some accolades. And, and they swept the New York Yankees. Nobody, nobody out there could have possibly predicted that. So. Houston representing the American League, which is kind of weird because I still think of them as a National League team. But anyways, so it's Houston taking on Philadelphia. Your thoughts on the matchup? Not the sexiest matchup, but it's what we're working with. Well, first of all, you already know my answer from last week. right? Oh, so now it's official. Well, Houston's going to take it. Okay. Houston's going to take it. And uh, they're the the workhorse of the league. So they're going to get in there and take it. I mean, I'm not, you know, that, that's it. There's not a whole lot for me to say. Um, you know, the winner of the American League was going to take it, as I said. I actually thought that the Yankees would have given them. You know, that was I, surprising. I didn't, gonna, they, I, didn't, I didn't think they were going to lay down as bad as they did. But, yeah, it's, uh, they're going to take it. Well, I look at it this way. Houston, better team, better record. Clearly the favorites to win. Philadelphia's going to win. Just like that. That's the way it's going to happen. Philadelphia uh, has one more upset in them, and they're oh going to pull God. off the unthinkable. I know. Call me crazy. Call me what you want. But I, I really feel like Philadelphia, they're just on a run of destiny. I really feel like this is their year. Houston, by far the better team. Hitting, pitching, whatever, uh, managing, call it what you want. Nicer ballpark. They've got everything going for them. But sometimes when things look so good, so obvious, it always turns out to be the other way. But you're right. In terms of the Yankees, no one could have possibly predicted them to get swept. But perhaps the bigger question now is, Aaron Judge, does he stay or, you know, will he stay or will he go? I'm not worried about Aaron. Aaron's going to get paid. That's all that matters. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron's had a, Aaron has had a spectacular uh, season. He, he, he bet on himself and he's going to collect. He's going to get the bag. Uh, but Jason, uh, bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah, he's gonna win. So here, here, so here's 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 what I would challenge you. Okay. So if there was, if Houston was uh, playing Philadelphia for one game, right? Maybe because it's one game, right? And it's one game that you're rolling the dice uh, on. But sir, the World Series will be. In the state of Texas. That's all. But it's your money. I hear you. Go ahead. I hear you. <laughs> On paper, they are clearly the better team. Last time I checked, 
they don't play on paper. And I just feel like this is Philadelphia's year. This was a team that started out the Major League Baseball season horrible. So bad, fired their manager. And it'd be interesting to look back to see what was the last team to win the World Series. And I don't know this. I know you think of me as the stats guy. I don't know the answer to this one. but You are the stats guy. The last team to win a World Series that fired their manager in the same season. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But it, no you, you think of that. You think of that, right? I mean, regardless of the sport, it, it's kind of hard to do that. You know, get a new coach, get a new manager, whatever you want to call them, and have success. I mean, even look at you. I mean, that's like you going to the Olympics and changing coaches weeks before going to the Olympics. Is that not tough to do? Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if it's about well, it's Well, I would say, I would say that it's not tough to do because I, I – well, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that at all. Right. I, you know, just the but, chemistry. Yeah, but but again, it, this is still an individual thing, and uh, and um, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, I I wouldn't recommend cha- making all those changes on a run. But you, if that, if you're banking on the team being cohesive at this point, then man, so be it. <laughs> you yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. But the only reason why. I'm leaning in that direction, as talked about. Sometimes things just look so, so easy, like a foregone conclusion, and it just, for some reason, right. does not turn out to be that way. But you know, having said that, you're, you know, you're making the smart pick, and maybe I'm just, you know, looking down the wrong path, and and I'm completely way off target here. I mean, that that could be the case, but okay. So now, before we wrap up this segment, what kind of odds would you give me then, since I'm clearly taking the underdog? If we were making a little bet here, you give me three to one, four I to one. What are you gonna give I- me? I, I think that Philly is going to win one game. One game. Okay. Yeah. So you give me three to one odds and we can make a bet. How about that? Sure. All right. Perfect. You heard it here. You heard it right here. Right here. On the show that we always ask that you please like, share, follow, subscribe. We're going to also ask that you please download. I'm going to throw a new one at you. Keep this in mind. I'm going to mark down this episode and I will mark down the time where I say to you, Philadelphia, We'll somehow find a way to win, and I'm going to get paid. You know what? Here's the bet. We switch spots. I go to Jamaica next time. You done here inside the Toronto Mike Studios, right? You can have this seat right here. You have <laughs> apples and oranges while I eat mangoes. Oh, by the way, well, can, you, I, can you please bring me back some Julie mango? Sure. I have apples, oranges. I don't want no mango. apples and oranges. I can get that here. Right from the tree. Right from the tree, Jason. Not, no, no, not, not Canada stuff. This is this is vine ripen where I can sit under the tree and peel it, eat it myself. All right. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> One piece of business before we wrap things up on this edition of Donovan Bailey running things. And it's time for us now to, oh yeah, run that anchor leg. A cleaning stream to Donovan Bailey is pouring it up. If you're just tuning in for the first time, this is where we have a bit of a, a blitz. A bit of an attack on Mr. DB where we throw some topics at him and he just, you know, gives us his quick take. But if you know Donovan, the only time he is quick is on the track. Anything else, he just takes his time. I'm slow. Yes, slow. (laughs) Yes, easy. Yes, easy. So first things uh, first, basketball. Let's talk Zion Williamson. And unfortunately, Zion hurt again. This time it's the uh, posterior hip problem. I don't know. I'm just... Anyways... Are we starting to lose confidence in this guy just because, you know, 
His body takes a beating, it seems, year after year. I think it's 2019 he was drafted out of Duke, so third year now that uh, it just seems like he, he's always hurt. You know what? Zion is a special athlete. Um, oh, yeah. And you, can't, and you can't really blame him for an injury. Now, he's not Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? Okay. Zion, Zion gets the ball, and he's going to the hoop, and he, he only has one way to play. He has one gear. And he's going to be one of the better uh, athletes in the league, even at his size. It's just tough for me. I mean, for someone, I mean, I, you know, hey, I, you know, I ruptured my Achilles in the in at the tail end of my career, and that and that basically finished my career. So I can really understand how frustrating this kid is when he really wants to be like he he just wants to get out there and show what he's got. He really does. Like he just wants the ball out. And he also wants to bring his young team. Uh, he thinks that they all think that he can bring this young team, you know, to the final. So, man, really tough. I was watching the game. And, yeah, it's real tough. So I'm hoping that, um, you know, it's get some really good physios. And, uh, and he can get this. He can get back to the th- get back to the game. Yeah. Feel bad for the kid, man. Jeez. Just so do know, I. One thing after another. We know he's an amazing talent, but. Uh, amazing. <sighs> Let's talk a little bit about the NBA season and looking a little bit like baseball. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention, DB, but they've been playing these kind of mini-series. So, like, the Raptors recently played two games, three nights at Miami. More recently, uh, coming up, Philadelphia's in Toronto for a couple of games. So, do you like this? To try to cut down on travel, do you like these little mini-series that they're doing, or do you prefer the way it was before the the one-and-done? No, I actually like it. I prefer it. I mean, I think that obviously, um, you know, COVID is still around and these guys really have to, they're still, you know, trying to mitigate uh, damages, if any. Uh, they also want fans to come out um, and watch. And, and I love the home and home thing. I love it. I, I, I think that, um, you know. Uh, but it's I not home and home, though. Play. It's two being no, played. No, it's not, the... no, no, okay. wait. no, no. Let me qualify that. Okay. I'm saying to you that I love, I love playing in one place. Right. Uh, you know, twice because okay. um, you got more fans. Um, it's just better for me. I, yeah, I, it's I kind of a rivalry. I, I, I love it because, I mean, what, what you're doing, I think, for the NBA, what it looks like is that you're actually playing a, a series mm-hmm. during the middle of the season. So you can actually see how people are and, and you know, under pressure, we'll say. You know, obviously, most of these teams want to win uh, try and get at least one game. But you know that there are teams that are thinking, nah, a weaker team's coming in, and we're going to take both. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I like I like this um, kind of you know, semi-mini-series throughout the year, and I think it's going to make it way more interesting during the playoffs. All right, fair enough. Let's talk a little football, and we've had this situation brought up in the NFL. We're talking about football, European style, where Crystal Palace boss Patrick Vieira said, quote, doors are not open for black managers, end of quote. Now, he's the only black manager in the Premier League. And if you take a look at the report that was recently released, 43% of the Premier League are made up of black players, but only 4.4% managers. So this is kind of like, you know, the other type of football league that we're talking about, the NFL. So, you know, a situation, again, rearing its ugly head. Well, number one, I think that, uh, you know, that's, that certainly is the way 
that all sports leagues have been. Uh, it seems that the commodities who are the players uh, can be of any color, especially if they're black. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of management and ownership seems to uh, take a different hue. So, uh, you know, for me, um, what's good about football, as in, you know, European football, is that there's already a business model in baseball or basketball. You know, so you really have to just uh, get pressure on the owners and, and the hierarchy and, and, and um, until you have qualified people who happen to be of other gender or race uh, doing, uh, you know, in those management and executive seats and our ownership. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing more to add. You're right. I mean, it's just frustrating that, you know, they see them good enough to play, just not good enough right. to lead. And, and there's an issue with that. NFL. Tom Brady's Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I said Tom Brady's Aaron Rodgers. Both are under 500. I think it's like only the third time ever this has happened. And the two number 12s could both conceivably miss the playoffs. That is stunning. What is more stunning, well, that or the fact that Tua was back and, and played as you know as well as he did, all things considered, and his team's actually in a better position right now than both the Bucks and the Packers? Okay, so two things. Okay. Um, Tua... Is a competitor. Tua was a was a great quarterback at Alabama, and he's also and he's a great quarterback now. And and he certainly, and I think he wants to um quiet the the people that are that keep talking about uh, his his concussion, and he just wants to get out and play football. So I expect that he's going to go out firing on all cylinders, um you know and 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 so that being said, um, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, who are the two. Who, who are you know two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the position? I'm very certain are pissed off, at, you know, at themselves and at their team, uh, you know. But you know that these guys, uh, they don't need to. Yep. we fill in the blanks. We were doing so well there with Donovan being on location, but we'll get him back. But just to pick up the conversation, you know, both Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, three and four situation not as you know desperate for the Packers because three and four is actually still good enough for them to lead their division that's how bad the NFC South is Bucks three and four Falcons three and four Carolina New Orleans both at two and five but could you imagine both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers missing the postseason oh man I don't I don't even know the last time that's happened if it's ever happened it is what it is. But yeah, Tua Tungabailoa, we need to mention that because Tua's team right now, they're pretty good at four and three. And, and I, I got to be honest, I, I kind of had mixed emotions last week watching Tua. I was like, man, it's great to see him back out there. But man, I don't want to see him back out there. In fact, during the game against the Steelers on Sunday Night Football, he took a hit. And I'm telling you, I cringed. I held my breath. I kind of turned away from the TV because I didn't want to see what happened. But Tua got up, and, and he was fine. And the Miami Dolphins ended up winning that ball game. And at 4-3, and three, man, they're in a tough division because obviously the Buffalo Bills are, are solid. But then the New York Jets, who could have possibly predicted that? I mean, the New York Jets at 5-2? and two? Are you kidding me? And New York's other team, the Giants, 6-1? and one? 
If you had the New York football teams at 11 and 3, damn, give yourself a pat on the back. Nobody could have possibly predicted that. I mean, the Jets have won four in a row. The Giants have won four in a row. And, and by the way, just going to quickly shout out the NFC East here while we wait to get Donovan back. The NFC East has 17 wins. 17 wins. Nobody, nobody, I don't care, I don't care who you are out there, could have expected the NFC East to have the most wins in football. 17. And, and, and I'm giving you just the top three teams. I didn't even add in the three from the Commanders. So that makes it 20. Unreal. Unreal. But uh, that was Donovan's take on Tua. And that was, man, good on Tua for getting to that point. But I'm going to make a prediction here. I am going to say that Brady or Rodgers, one of the two, will miss out on the postseason. And this is beautiful because we we don't have Donovan back, so he can't even say anything. He can't even answer. So I kind of feel like right now, I'm I'm kind of running things. This is this is pretty good right now. So I I will take over. He probably just wanted to slip out and get a drink. But anyways, we wanted to touch on that, which we have, and also wanted to touch on the Brittany Griner situation because a Russian court on Tuesday rejecting an appeal by the U.S. basketball star for her nine-year prison sentence, of her nine-year prison sentence for drug possession. And with that being upheld, now they said, you know, with, with time already, you know, paid type thing, that the 32-year-old might end up being in there for eight years. But still, this is, yeah, just not a good situation uh, for her. And many across sports, just making her, you know, realize that, hey, we're still thinking of you, and her name is still quite prominent. And, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that situation. So just a couple of quick hits there in terms of the anchor leg. And this is kind of funny because usually I'm the one running the anchor leg. But, you know, with uh, Donovan, the man in the spotlight, but I get a chance to run it by myself. Sometimes you just got to be greedy and, and just, you know, run the baton by yourself. Kanye West is the last conversation we wanted to have on this program his recent uh, comments, oh, geez, and as a result of that, um, yeah, not good. He's now known as just Yay, but he is losing his sponsors. Adidas now partnered with West since 2013. That is no longer, you know, his own media group, his following, you know, his brand. Also not following him. So, yeah, there, there is a lot that, you know, call him Kanye, call him Yeezy, call him Ye, where there's anti-Semitic, uh, you know, references, just not a good look. And as a result, um, yeah, Adidas is the, the latest one to part ways with Kanye. We are going to part ways with you just for now. Uh, we apologize for the technical difficulties in losing one Donovan Bailey. So, hey, you know, <laughs> does this mean I get the last word? I, I get the last word because ain't nobody else here but me. This is this is fun. So, as always, we thank you for the company. Jason Portwando saying, until next time, as Donovan would say, stay safe, be good. Appreciate you being a part of this edition of Donovan Bailey Running Things. He'll be back next week, and he'll be joining us live right here in studio. Until then.